Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It's the Duval Hot Takes Podcast. Starring Sean Daly. Jimmy watches porn and we all care. Jimmy watches porn and we all care. Pat Smith. Sean's going to tell me what he wants at one. I'm going to call him a dumbass. I'm going to continue to prove why my point is superior. And that's the end of the show. With Taylor Smith and Devin May. Albertson's and Food Lion. They had a smell. Bleach and, and produce. And it was always like a yellowed cream color. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, good day to you and welcome to the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, your favorite podcast for the Jacksonville Jaguars, brought to you by Big Cat Country and SB Nation. My name is Taylor Smith. I'm your moderator for the show. I am joined by your hosts, Sean Daly. Good evening. Pat Smith. Yippity yippadawoo. <laughs> and Facts and Stats man, Devin Mave. Yellow. Today is Thursday, April 21st. The 2022 NFL Draft is now just one week away. Seven calendar days. The countdown has begun. Oh, the anticipation is killing me, and I know it must be killing you because we have been teasing this episode for like two months now. We've led you on long enough, and now your patience is rewarded. It is time for the Duval Hot Takes Mock Draft. So here is how things are going to go. Each of our hosts has their list of picks prepared. We're going to go through the first four rounds, maybe five if we have enough time. But for each round, we'll go back and forth, give each of our gentlemen a chance to say their piece, and then we'll move on. Those are the rules. Nice and simple. So let's get started. We will begin with Mr. Pat Smith. First overall pick. Pat, you're on the clock. Okay. Let me set the scene for you. The Jaguars are in a position they were in last year. The pick... Not so easy. You already got your franchise quarterback out of the way. You are looking ahead into the future. You are looking to add a piece to this team that will impact day one, can have potential Hall of Fame ability, potential ring of honor. What are you stuck with? You are stuck with two edge rushers, potentially three, as the media has has charted out uh, Trayvon Walker. Uh, You are looking at Offensive tackles, you are looking at uh, corner pieces for this team at 1-1, and what are you left to do? Maybe you go receiver, right? Because the need for a number one is still required on this team. It can change franchises overnight, i.e. Cincinnati Bengals. Look at the success they have had in their speedster, Jamar Chase, right? So we look around, we think of what to do. We've spent months thinking about this pick and I am no closer to an answer <laughs> now than I was at the beginning. 
right? I, I don't know. I don't know left. I don't know right. I, I don't feel like anything we do at 1-1 is, is going to be the right decision. I don't. I, I looked at it and I think to myself, okay, if I can't for sure know mm. that I'm going to hit this ball and it's not just going to clear the fence, but it's going to go into the parking lot and smack someone's Miata, mm-hmm. I don't want to swing at it. That's me personally. I need this to hit. This has to hit. Mm. Has to. It's got to be a home run. Number one. I think we've tried. I think we've tried for years now in the top five. We've tried to hit home runs, right? We've we tried to make these because it's not some unfamiliar territory. We've been in top five plenty of times in the last five or seven years, right? We've we've been in these similar situations. Mm-hmm. I, and I they're nowhere to saying. be found. I see what you're saying. They're, we don't have any of those guys anymore, right? They're they're not they're not playing for us. They may still be in the league. They might be playing elsewhere, but they're not playing for us. So what what do we need to do here at one one? I think personally, you go with the safest, the most reliable, the most the most obvious pick in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And. I say you go Evan Neal at 1-1. I think, I believe... Now, listen, you don't have to take him at 1-1. You can trade back to a 3 or a 4 if you want. I, I'm, I'm always going to accept that. I believe that I would take that before I take Evan Neal at 1-1. I would take a trade back to a, to a 4 or a 5 spot. All right, Plenty of teams that, that, are, that are craving... Aiden Hutchinson just went torn Detroit. Uh, this this Monday, so uh, they're entertaining Aiden Hutchinson talk as well. If if the price is worth, even if we don't fleece him to trade back to two or to four, I would still take that. And then of course the inevitable, I look at Evan Neal. Okay, I look at Evan Neal simply because Evan Neal joins a team where there is one. I repeat, there is one permanent fixture on this offensive line and you just signed him in the offseason that leaves you with four open positions Evan Neal can play three of them outside of center Evan Neal played left tackle left guard and right tackle in college and successfully he did very well I believe that he comes into this team He picks his position, the position that he's most comfortable with out of those three, and you have a franchise piece for a lifetime. For a lifetime. It's a very easy, it's a very secure pick. Offensive linemen, good offensive linemen, as you see in the offseason, are expensive, and they don't hit free market very often. All right, so just like we learned with receiver, offensive linemen should be your corner piece to building, especially around a young cat in Trevor Lawrence, who, in his own regard, evaded a lot of pressure last year. That sack number is is a lying digit. Okay, he evaded more sacks than that sack number alludes to, and he and he really really worked his ass off to keep that number low. So. Don't let the sack number fool you. This offensive line is just as fresh, just as new as last year. Evan Neal, I believe, is the pick, the safe pick, albeit, but the pick that changes and impacts this line day one. I know. I already hear it. Let me tell you. I already hear it. Cam Robinson, you have him on a franchise tag. Well, news for you. 
It's a second year on a franchise tag. Coming off an absolute dismal year last year in management. Okay? That is the only reason I believe he is still on this team. I believe he lives out his franchise tag. I believe that next year he's playing for another team that gives him basement money to play left tackle on a short-term deal or he finally swallows the pill and plays inside somewhere else. But I'm telling you, this is his last year. There will be no long-term deal done. I don't foresee it. I don't understand why you would. You've seen his potential. You've seen his ceiling. It's not enough. Let Evan Neal come in and change this team day one. All right, let me tell you where you're wrong. You're thinking the Jaguars draft Evan Neal number one, and then he can play wherever he wants on the offensive line. Well, I'm going to tell you this. The Jaguars would play him at right guard before they played him at right tackle because they love Jawan Taylor. I love it. I've been doing all these mock drafts, and I've wanted to mock a right tackle at 33 or 60 or any of the picks for this team and throughout the whole draft, but I know that they love Jawan Taylor. So there's no way that he's going to right tackle because Juwan Taylor is a future Hall of Famer in Trent Baalke's eyes. So he would have to play left tackle, and you already have the cat the tag on Cam, and you drafted a left tackle at 45 the previous year in Walker Little. So I don't think that the pick at one is going to be a left tackle. I just do not. I think that the roster isn't built to support that currently. I think there's a big major need on the defensive side of the ball with another edge rusher to pair with Josh Allen and to maybe finally see what Josh Allen can do with consistent one-on-ones in an NFL game like he did in his rookie year when we had Calais Campbell taking up double teams. and Oh, not to mention Yannick Ngakwe too. So Josh Allen was able to eat and Aiden Hutchinson at 1.1 could provide that i think that's the pick don't overthink it everybody's telling you he's the best he's gonna be the next you know next joey bosa or or nick bosa or tj watt you know let him go out there and do that and and, and so you start the draft with taking aiden hutchinson clear number one talent number one on mel kiper's big board and i i i want him there that's that's who i want if not if you can't trade down with detroit like pat said Fleece him for the 34th. But that's the pick. But he needs to be another Watt. He needs to be another Bosa. If he is not that, you have another bum for four years on that defensive line. Mm. Another non contributing factor that. That may get outplayed by Smoot. Who knows? Hey, Who knows if hey. Smoot season comes in yes. and says, "Hey, Aiden, listen, buddy. Yeah. I know you're you're the number one, ah. but I'm here, kid. I've been training all off season. I'm here to eat. You know, you're gonna have to get in line, kid, because I'm out here performing." Are you trying to talk me down right now because you're talking me up, buddy. You're I'm, talking me up. I'm not saying. I'm just. Okay. I'm just saying. Uh, no, I'm, I, I'm if just you're saying. telling me drafting Aiden Hutchinson gets us to develop Dwan Smoot into a superstar, I'm 1,000% in. <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson, 1.1. 1. <laughs> 1. Take my butt so over, Jenny. You are, you are willing to burn 1-1 to see Smoot climb up Absolutely. into the ranks and become a powerhouse defensive man. No, we didn't get anything at 1-1, one, one, but I would uh, <laughs> our long-term defensive edge rusher is looking amazing 
and, right and now. I have to make that deal with Roger Goodell, all right? And he's like, you have to give me your friend Pat in order to get Dwan Smoot to elevate to a superstar in some kind of like demonistic ritual. I would give you up in a heartbeat, man. You're there. I, give me Dwan Smoot, superstar. I hate to ruin this for you, bud, but that's already sold. That, that was sold years ago. You can't... <laughs> You can't double down on that deal. That de- the devil's had that for he's had my name copyrighted for years. You're it's not like when somebody tries to sell a car that it's like not paid off. Right? You know? Yeah. No, brother, that VIN doesn't even exist, man. What do you? Oh, that's gone, man. That that's gone. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to look elsewhere. Yeah. I hear facts and stats. Devin Mabe has an has a beautiful soul just looking for. <laughs> For somewhere to go, maybe you'll get something out of that. Uh, okay, it listen. Said that this one soul was sold in Pittsburgh, 2017. It has been unavailable <laughs> for any further sales since 2017. And then that would explain the quick collapse to our dynasty. Is that Pat only had one soul to give, mm. and it, and it couldn't yield enough. That's it. <laughs> I I am what I am. You know. Um, I think we can all agree. The Trayvon Walker talk oh God. needs to stop. We can't. We need to stop that. We, we drafted a Walker. We need last to stop year. that immediately. We don't need another Walker. Stop that immediately. I'm yeah. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. It was fun. It was cool. Listen, I I understand the draft season long, and there are lulls, and you got to cycle up the rumor mill to get attention. The Trayvon Walker stop. That's done. And I'm it, over it. It's the if last you, season of The Walking Dead. Let the Walkers go away. If you draft Trayvon Walker at 1-1, you need to fire the entire staff before pick 33. <laughs> you need to you need to dump the entire staff before day 2. You need to get rid of all of them. Don't fly them back home, kick them out of the hotel, do not let them back on the plane for day 2. Don't let it happen. Don't let it happen. If you want to trade back again to to I believe Trayvon Walker's a a, a 10 or nine, maybe, you know? If you want to go back there and acquire early, keyword on early compensation in this draft, I don't want any more day threes. I'm done with day threes. If you want to get early compensation and go back, fine. I'll entertain Trayvon Walker if you want. But don't do not do this whole one-one thing. I, I, won't, I won't entertain it, and I will not allow it. You, it should be a crime punishable by death. Do you remember two years ago... When we drafted C.J. Henderson at uh, at nine overall, that feeling that came over the room—it's unfortunately one of the worst nights of my <laughs> existence as a Jaguar fan. That was probably one of my worst nights. Yeah, easily. This would top it tenfold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Clavon again, and then yeah, Clavon. Right. They went Clavon right after that. I, I, oh yeah, that was a really bad. So night. much Jaeger was consumed that evening. If we take. Trayvon Walker at one overall, I think it it takes over that night by like three. I think it's three times as worse. By leaps. Yeah. By bounds. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Unfathomable depths of despair. Pray pray that that doesn't happen. Let's can we not get cute? No. Let's absolutely. not get cute. Absolutely. Let's not. Right. Let us not. Okay. So at thirty three, right? I'm going to tell you, this is, I think, the consensus among the fan base, or at least the parts of the fan base that I've been talking to, is that at 33, we want a wide receiver. 
I would love to be able to pencil in the name Daniel Falele, right tackle from Minnesota here. He's one of my favorite players in this draft. He's an absolute huge monster of a man, one of the heaviest players that have ever measured at the scouting combine. And he's just going to be a wall at right tackle for some team for the next 10 freaking years. And it's not going to be this team because Juwan Taylor go takes you to Cold Stone Creamery and doesn't kiss you on the first date. He follows the Luke Farrell uh, way of being a Jacksonville Jaguar and so we will never get rid of him but no so it can't be right tackle receiver is after edge rusher a receiver is the biggest need in this team we're just one body away at X okay because it's not going to be Treadwell I'm sorry to tell you I, I hope it is I want to eat my words I, I want to do it but Laquan Treadwell had like four good games in his entire career and his entire career has been like five years right like so what are we doing but anyways wide receiver Four are going in the first round for sure. You're hoping that a fifth one falls, okay? Because you got five really good receivers that are ahead of all the other receivers. You have Jameson Williams, who would be the number one wide receiver in this draft going away if he didn't tear his ACL at the end of the season, all right? You have uh, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, who's probably going to be the first one off the board. He's an absolute freak. All right, my favorite wide receiver in the draft, Drake London, out of USC. He's a Mike Evans clone, but he's got the speed of Jamar Chase. Like it's 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 insane what Drake London can do with the football in his hands. And then you have two guys, and one of these guys could slip. Jahan Dotson from Penn State, who I will now reveal is my pick at 33. I think Dotson falls out of the first round, and the Jaguars scoop him. History reels its ugly head again. A Penn State wide receiver fell out of the first round, fell into the second round, and the Jaguars drafted him, I believe, in 2014. It's either 2014 or 2015. And his name was Allen Robinson. Okay, and he turned out to be a pretty good pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The only unfortunate part was Marquise Lee was also in the second round of that draft, and the albino tiger infected this team for five years and won contract renewal. But Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, Penn State, 33. The other name, Traylon Burks, I think his name is, from Arkansas. Wide receiver, real speed demon. Um, but those are the guys. If you want wide receiver in the draft, those are the guys. I know my friend Pat is going to tell me. He's going to preach the, the the good word about George Pickens. But I'm not picking in it. Okay? I don't like it. I don't believe it. I think if you're going wide receiver in this draft, this is where it's got to be. Because the drop-off in talent from those first five guys is kind of huge. It's a it's a big dip. So if you want to do it, you got to do it early. Pat, what do you think? Yes, children, gather round while I preach the good word of Piggins. <laughs> gather round, gather round. You're absolutely right. At 33, I actually have a trump card at 33, believe it or not. Oh, because not only no do I like... Way. Unbelievable. Not only do I like George Pickens at 33, I also like a young man by the name of Tyler Linderbaum. He is my ultimate trump card, okay? Oh, huge. Huge. He's huge. <laughs> You're talking about a time where we are looking at Tyler Shally at center, with all due respect. You are looking at a possible Ben Barch situation at left guard. Hey. Tyler, Tyler Linderbaum comes on this team and starts at either position okay and unlike the juan taylor bamboozle that we had a few years ago who everyone thought was a steal and little did we know 
Uh, the only thing that we, he stole was yards on every offensive possession in holding plays. Okay. <laughs> he comes in, Tyler Linderbaum suits at the center, at the guard, and I believe impacts this team right away. Out the get, right away. Um, he is my trump card. Obviously, there's there's not much of a chance he falls out of the 32. But if he does, if he does, you run to that podium as fast as you can, card in hand. You don't even let the cameras turn off before day one is over with. You, you present the card. Hey, listen, uh, 33, Tyler Linderbaum, thank you very much. Drive safe. You make sure the whole world knows that you're going Tyler Linderbaum. But again, that is wishful thinking. I don't believe it happens. I go to what I believe. Again, receiver, huge need. I look at George Pickens, okay? The reason why I look to George Pickens, I don't have a problem with Jahan Dotson personally, okay? All my short kings stand up. At 5'11", though, I, I, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't allow that on my outside as an ex receiver. Man, I can't, I'm sorry. You sound like every girl on a dating I, I'm site sorry. right now. Five eleven is not too short. I, listen, no, five eleven is not if, too if, short. If John, if Jahan Watson Dotson wants to go out for a beer, I'm down for it, man. I'll buy the first round. We'll 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 talk about how you you know how the Nitty Lions did last year. I'm good with that, but. On my team, I don't want you playing X. I'm sorry. I can't have it. I don't want it. George Pickens gives me sure hands. Very twitchy build. Okay. Can play on the outside. Has the speed. And and again, may I emphasize, has the hands. I think his drop rate was something absolutely stupid in his college career. Very minimal. Everything in his radius. He changes your offensive core immediately i think you you let him come in maybe you reach some people say it's a reach at 33 and i i don't buy it because those names that you mentioned those cats are gone by 15 by 15 so those folks in the later rounds of the first that are thinking maybe they catch one of those top three candidates at receiver and don't see those guys they're gonna want to reach they're going to look elsewhere and they're going to say, well, I needed a receiver worse than we need a receiver probably. And, and they'll reach for a candidate. So I believe that George Pickens at 33 is an excellent acquisition. I would even entertain uh, Leo Chanel uh, out of um, Wisconsin. I would entertain him at linebacker, an ultimate machine yeah. at uh, at linebacker. You said you didn't give a shit about linebacker in the last episode. You well, said you didn't give well, a shit. Well, and, you and started to, caring. You saw the you saw the light. I I started seeing some some tape, and I encourage anyone out there to watch some tape on this cat. Insane, insane run stopping ability. Huge piece in the in the in the back. 6'3", 250 pounds. Huge. I think this guy's a dark horse in the first round. I believe if anyone's looking for a linebacker, you look to to this cat. But yes, huge run stopper in in the run play. Can play out in zone. And it thrives in, in blitz-heavy schemes, which something uh, we, we were kind of picking up on last year. But I think that's something that we need going into this year. A guy that can play through the gaps, stunt, put pressure on the quarterback because that's something we are missing. Obviously, Saxonville is, is many eons away. And I think that's a guy that comes in and can do that immediately. Especially if you go in my way and you don't go with the edge rusher at 1-1. You bring him into the picture, into the fold on defense, and he kind of helps sustain some of that middle pressure 
on that defensive line. Devin, so Dev, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Pat. Devin, how tall is Cooper Cup? Can you find out how tall Cooper Cup is for me, please? Thank you. Go on, Pat. So that's 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 me at 33. I have my trump card. I have those two picks: one A, one B. Cooper Cup is six foot two. Oh, oh shit! Man. Damn, he looks small. <laughs> Five eleven's right. a long way down. There's gonna- <laughs> All right, I don't care if he's 5'11", okay? John Dotson does not drop passes. No. I, out, listen, out of 93, I'm sure out when, of 93 catchable targets last season, he dropped two. Hey, two. that's great. Out of 93. That's great, man. Two. That's great. I'm telling you. I and we, I, uh, I, he, He's the pick at 33. And you know what? When he falls, I'm sure it doesn't hurt so much because he doesn't have to go a long way down. So... <laughs> I'm sure that's true, too. All right. Okay. 65, stay alive. So far, I've got Aiden Hutchinson and Jahan Dotson, and Pat has Evan Neal and Tyler Lindenbaum. Oh, could you, you imagine? Have, you, you go at tackle center. First two picks. Oh, man. Very 2005 Jets of you, and they drafted DeBrickishaw Ferguson and Nick Mangold. God bless you. Yeah. One of them worked out. Both of them were. They're both good uh, Hall of Famers. Uh-huh. Well, there you go. Could be that all over again, but that's ballsy. Yeah. Oh, excuse me for giving my sophomore quarterback an offensive line worth of a Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh, man. How, <laughs> how selfish. How selfish of me. All, all right. right. Go on. Okay. So I've got Aiden Hutchinson and Jahan Dotson. So at 65, I want to go back to defense because we got there's a certain player on this defense that cannot play on this defense anymore, and his name is Andrew Wingard. We have to do everything we can to remove Andrew Wingard from our lives. We owe it to the fan base, to the world, to society, to get Andrew Wingard out of a starting secondary in the NFL because it's an, a tragedy, a travesty, and I'm sick of it. All right. Andre Cisco, you have to be the guy. And if you're not the guy, then we need another guy. And if that guy's not the guy, then we need another guy. We Rayshon Jenkins, get in there. We need two guys at safety on this team that are better than him. So at 65, you draft Kirby Joseph, safety from Illinois. The guy's a ball hawk, wingspan of a god. Like he literally could dunk a basketball probably without even leaving his feet. He's a freak, and he's exactly what we're missing on the defense so that Rayshon can play as a box safety instead of a coverage safety, which is huge in its own aspect. So give Cisco some competition. Let's let's figure out which one of these guys can be the guy to get Andrew Wingard out of our lives. Pat, what say you? I, I like Kirby Joseph a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Another guy that's really fun to watch on tape if you hadn't had a chance yet. Watch some Kirby film. Ball hawk extraordinaire. Okay, like like Sean mentioned, the guy's got vision for the ball. Likes to undercut routes. Likes to take chances. I really, really love uh, Kirby at safety. Again, a lot of question marks on our current roster. Cisco got a little bit of play time early on. And uh, Rayshon Jenkins still kind of floating out there. Andrew Wingard, I believe his time as a Jaguar is done. I believe that he is strictly going to be your special teams, your uh, breather rep on on safety. He's not going to be as Which is great <laughs> as a solidified piece that he has shown in the last year. I think fans can kind of put that to bed. That was a uh, just another 
um, result of of just improper management of this of this franchise last year. Week one that, that has been in Houston. That has been your starting safety that, was Andrew Wingard. Remember that. Never forget. No, no, I will forget. I've already forgotten. I, I've forgotten already. Um, yeah. So I, I don't believe you need to be so concerned with Andrew Wingard and himself. However, Rayshon Jenkins does bring up a lot of question marks. Andre Sisco still has yet to give you a full year of, of, of film in the NFL. Um, but Kirby Joseph brings a great element at safety that I would like a lot. Um, so, yes, I, I, I enjoy that at 65. 65 and 70 for me are kind of like a lazy Susan, if you will. Right. I mean, it's just you're just spinning it around because it's anything can happen. It's very fluid. This draft could have gone a number of different ways. We could be looking at Trayvon Walker at one one. Right. Okay, so at 65, I'm looking elsewhere. Let's say we haven't addressed the receiver position yet. Which, which is tough, but there are answers, okay? One of which, his name is Jalen Tolbert. Again, I, I want to emphasize, I am looking at guys that can catch the ball with two hands, yeah. okay? If they can catch it with one, that's even better. But I am looking for guys that can catch the ball with hands, okay? 6'3", 190, out of South Alabama. Yeah. The guy put South up 1,400 yards last year, eight touchdowns, speed demon, speed freak, has hands, has height. If you haven't addressed the receiver position yet, which you need to early, early, and might I recommend taking more than one this draft, Jalen Tolbert's a guy you look at at 65, someone that you can take in, can immediately impact the receiving core as you know it. I understand the school doesn't wow anyone, okay? Small school. I get Small it. Small school. I get it. All right. And we've been we've, you know, it's it's not exactly a, a a long list at this point at receiver either though. Keep in mind, if you haven't drafted a receiver up until 65, you've missed the boat. Okay? You you have missed the boat. The boat's gone. You're late. You're showing up to your Spirit Airlines gate, and they've boarded, buddy, and they're not letting you on, no matter how many times you bitch and complain about it, okay? That plane is gone, all right? You're bringing up old wounds, man. So if you don't look at Jalen Tolbert, you're also looking at Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati. Again, after Alec Pierce, though, eh, now, now, now not only did you miss the plane, you missed the train, and you missed the bus, you're stuck at the airport all day, and you're waiting until the next day, you're you're reenacting the terminal Tom Hanks classic, and that is the end of it. You you are nowhere. You are no you're a man with no country, and you are a man with no receiver after Alec Pierce from Cincinnati. At 70 Jalen Camp. I'm looking I'm looking <laughs> at uh Dylan Perham. I think that's Perham, right? That's it's, how you say it. I, I would say Parham. Is it Parham? I would Parham. say Parham. Parham. All right. Add some more ham. To to the ham bone dynasty that we have at Jaguars, okay? So we look at Dylan Parham, and I bring him at guard. Again, depending on where this draft is taking the turn so far, if you went edge in the beginning, then you went receiver at 33, or you went linebacker at 33, and then at 65, you went receiver. Now you have to address the offensive line, at which now you look at Dylan. Dylan comes in and helps you play in that guard role out of Memphis, Tennessee. I think he's more of a dark horse uh, in this draft so far. Not a lot of uh, hype around him. I think that's a, it's a sneaky pick at 70 if you can get him. And I think he comes in and he plays that left guard role to assist in that interior line. Yes, 
Attention, Jaguar fans out there. Don't forget that you don't have a left guard right, on this right. team. Yes. There is not currently a left guard on this team. Yes. Unless you're a real believer Scream. in Will Richardson. Whew. Are you a big Will Richardson guy listening to this podcast? Are you the actual Will Richardson? We'd love to have you on. Come on down. But if you're not a believer in Will Richardson, then you have to subscribe to the belief that we don't have a left guard. Mm-hmm. Because Ben Barch played right guard last year. Mm-hmm. So they're going to try to swing him over. And let me tell you right now, a lot of times that doesn't work out. It just doesn't work out. It's a different position. The guy doesn't feel as comfortable as he did. All right. So it's a huge role change that we're asking second year player Ben Barch to make, mm-hmm. who also went to a small school that we scooped up in the fourth or fifth round. Mm-hmm. Like, the, it's just, it's a lot of what ifs. So, yeah, we need to add those bodies. We got to build that competition and hope it. When, the, when you don't have a solid guy out of position, you got to keep just getting guys and trying to work them out until you catch lightning in a bottle. Like, okay, this guy can protect Trevor freaking Lawrence, the phenom number one overall pick that should be starting a dynasty here in the next three years if we develop him correctly. You know what I mean? So I'm, I completely agree with Pat. I think Dylan Parham is the pick at 70 after you just scoop uh, Kirby Joseph. And I think you have a balanced attack right there. Boom, boom, boom. Two on offense, two on defense right there. We're just building competition. We're building that those those rooms up. So, yeah, I, I love it. Anybody at left guard is better than Andrew Norwell. So I think you, you got somebody better. Or if you can trade that pick away for a proven veteran, like, you know, uh, so, uh, like uh, I don't know. Why not just sign J.C. Treader? I think I think he's re-signed. Oh, he he re-signed. That's my bad. I'm living in yesterday's news, but yeah, he was out there. He was available. He was. And if he the was. Jaguars were truly worried about left guard, they would have. He was the obvious decision to make. You'd sign him at center or left guard, wherever you wanted to play, and then you could bump Shatley over to left guard. He's played there before. It's just like like Pat said. It's a it's a big hole on the team right now, and it's a big question mark. I don't want to say hole. It's a big question mark, and we got to figure that out. As well as getting him weaponry, Jahan Dotson. As in getting game changers on defense and maybe make Trevor Lawrence not have to go down the full 75 yards every time they get the ball. Aiden Hutchinson. This is what we have to do. We have to hit on these picks. There's, it's, it's time. The time is now. The time is now. Jacksonville Jaguars have a franchise quarterback for the first time ever. And they can't fucking blow it. We can't be the ones that blow it. All right? Let's not be the Lions. Okay, let's Matt Stafford, uh, an obvious Super Bowl caliber quarterback for 15 years. The second he leaves that shit franchise, what does he do? Oh, he just wins a Super Bowl. Let's not be the Lions. Let's trade with the Lions. One to two, 34. You know what I mean, Sean? Dewey. As 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 oh. we're holding on, as we got one foot in on this on the 70 pick. Okay, uh, I do also want to drop uh, a dark horse candidate. As well, if Dylan isn't there, I'm looking at Jamari Sailor, Sailier, Sailor, S A L Y E R, Sailor, Salier. Yeah, Devin, you should just dub in your voice saying it correctly over Pat every time. We'll we'll, we'll edit those out. Uh, he played at Georgia, wore the number 69. Nice. Started at left tackle for 11 out of the 15 games last year, and then played right guard as well. I believe that's a guy that can transition to that left guard role, okay, as he's comfortable on the left side, maybe slim down a little bit and 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 muscle up. He comes in, he's your starting left guard uh, moving forward. So I like him as well if Dylan's not there at 70. So 
again, there are options, but you got to you got to take these options. OK, you can't just start consistently taking uh, positions of, of non need um, when these guys are staring at you at the clock. So can I do can I do one oh six? I want to do one oh six because it's my it's my favorite pick. Absolutely. It's my favorite. Pick. Let me hear it. All right. At 106. Right. So in my draft, I've got Aiden Hutchinson. I've got you. I've told you, you know who I got. All right. I've told you enough. At 106 overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars address another big hole on this team. Uh, who's going to be playing with Foyer Aluakwan at uh, linebacker? Uh, we don't even have two linebackers. It's not like we're looking for three. We don't have two. We're looking for two. Unless you're thinking Clavon Chason, who still gives Pat night terrors, apparently. <laughs> if you think Clavon Chason is going to be that guy, then you're in Pat's night terror. You're probably dressed as a clown or maybe a scantily clad mime. I don't know what Pat dreams about. Get out, please. <laughs> I need to sleep. <laughs> All right. So we need a guy at 106 that can actually play linebacker next to Foyer Luquan because we're cutting linebackers like I'm trying to cut weight before summertime. You know what I'm saying? We're, it's cutting quick. They're not made. Dylan Moses just parted. He's, he's gone. He's gone. That's all I'm going to say. Dylan Moses is gone. Good for and him. And so now at 106, I got I got a name for you. Jojo Doman. I've already gone off about this guy in our group chat. So you got a little bit of the scouting report. Nebraska inside linebacker, but he can also play outside. He's a little undersized, but his coverage skills, amazing. He's a linebacker, and Nebraska started him at slot corner most of the time. Like on third downs, they would just move JoJo Doman, the linebacker, out to quarterback. Like that's how good he is at covering. And, he, and he's smart, and he's, his ball skills are right up there. Okay, he's not going to test as well. He's not the most physically gifted player, but he's technically sound. You can tell he's been coached well. You can tell that he, he's receptive to coaching, and he's going to give you the best that he can every week. And I think that's our that's our Puzz Lesney that we've been missing, the Puzz Lesney to Miles Jack and Telvin Smith that let them go do their thing. JoJo Doman put him linebacker let him do the coverage and let him let him make it so foyer luquan can be that game changer that we're hoping he is uh what say you yeah i i address a position of need at 106 as well um spoiler alert it's on the offensive side of the ball it is offensive Uh, yeah well yeah hopefully he is because um we need some production especially in this position uh i'm offended uh, i'm looking at jeremy ruckert uh, this is a little bit of a stretch for this individual. Oh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit of a stretch. But again, here we are, right? We are now... Luke Farrell. We are now... No, nonsense. We are now four picks into this draft. Uh, you you signed Evan Ingram in the free agency for a year, all right? Uh, a, a try it and see how it works deal, who has injury issues in the past, who hasn't been consistent? Guys getting ten mil. Te- well, Guys getting ten me, mil, dude. Let me see. Let me see ten touchdowns. Okay. Yeah. Then you got Dan Arnold coming back from last year. O'Shaughnessy, who has signed to the Bears, he has left. That that ship has sailed. There's no more O'Shack Hennessy office. Uh, one time for the one time. Don't forget Chris Manhurts, baby. You have Chris Manhurts, yeah. who I'm hoping can follow O'Shaughnessy on maybe a couples deal to the Bears. <laughs> I'll give that one for free on the side. Man, and then, that hurts. And then I look at Jeremy Ruckert out of Ohio. Uh, he, again, 6'5", 250. The guy can block. The guy can run the seam route. 
He can pat. He can catch the ball again. May I emphasize hands? He has great hands, great catch radius, big frame, big build. Statistically, nothing to really, you know, blow your mind out out of out of Ohio. But the guy can come in, especially on the red zone, and and provide a blocking ability slash catching ability that you do not have in the tight end room right now. You have Evan Ingram who can come in and kind of do that role, but Dan Arnold, kind of a more you know slimmer build, probably can't really take a block on too easily. Um, but he's not you, an inline tight end. No, he's, he's not. He's definitely a move. He's not. He's, he's a not. move guy. But this is a guy you can bring in. Yeah. You can set him up on the tackle. You can bounce him out into the flex if you wanted to. I believe you need to get some more peace, especially at tight end, more offensive weapons. I, I that that is my uh, motto for this draft: is offense, offense, offense. If you can't yeah. score in this league, you don't have a shot in hell. Okay, defenses can only win you so many games, and uh, in today's standard, it's very minimal. All right, very, very minimal. And, and not to say you shouldn't address defense at all. Again, I like a lot of cats that are coming out on this defensive side of the ball, and if they're available and they're the best available at the time, and there's nothing else that can that can bolster your offense at that point in time, fine, take them. But you you address the tight end position. I also like James Cook. Oh yeah, you know I like that guy. running back. It's a position that at 106, I don't think he falls to 106. I've seen some that he does. So if he's there, that's another cat I entertain uh, to help bolster that running back room because you're looking at these guys coming back. James Robinson off of an Achilles. Travis Etienne off the Liz Frank. I mean, these are not injuries that you just get up out of the chair and start running again like you've never uh, skipped a beat, okay? There are going to be some kind of restraints and there's going to be some kind of loss in speed eventually. I mean, it's just a matter of time. The human body can only take so much. So, again, you look to bolster that running back room. I like James Cook um, at that position as well. I'm, I'm there with you. Six. All right. That, I'd like James Cook. I mean, I, I don't feel like that would be terrible, especially with Travis Etienne and uh, James Robinson having big injury concerns. So, yeah, no, I don't. I, I hate the tight end pick. I'm going to tell you that right now. You can ruck off with that, buddy, because uh, Jaguars, are, they got four tight ends already. All right, we got two inline tight ends. We got Chris Manhurts and Luke Farrell, and then we got two move tight ends and Dan Arnold and, and Evan Ingram, and we're just the, hoping to get two good guys out of those four. The, first, right? two, and, the first two shouldn't even register on your radar. <laughs> Like Luke that's Farrell. that's you're you're waiting. I'm going Luke to Cold So Creamy with Luke Farrell next week. We've Luke got pencil. Luke in. Farrell is the Juwan Taylor of the tight end room. Yeah, you're just waiting for that cheap contract to expire. Okay, that's all you're waiting for. I mean, I'm just saying they, they drafted him last year. They don't need to. Yeah, draft and you tight can cut him this year. year, and you wouldn't even notice the guy played a snap in the NFL. So disrespectful. I mean, what are we talking about here? There is, listen, there is such thing as bad draft picks, okay? We should be a shining example of that. Just because you drafted him a year or two ago should not mean, man, 
I I got to make this pick work, or if not, uh, uh, I'm gonna lose. Well, I'm gonna lose give the whole chance farm. to develop. Yeah, you can have a chance to develop, but there's certain things that you don't need to learn how to develop. I.e., holding plays. I.e., false starts. I.e., not getting snaps because you suck at tight end. Okay, <laughs> that's not stuff that requires development. That just shows me you don't have a good head on your shoulders. You can't play the position. Okay, you just can't figure it out. You can't get out of your own fucking way. You can have all the speed and and agility in the world, but you you, you can't get at your own way. So why why do I need to take another two years of Juwan Taylor if I know Juwan Taylor is just going to be the, the the butt of my offensive line? I, know, I don't need no, to do that. We're talking about tight end. We're talking and about tight end again. Here, Luke Farrell, you got what, what? Another year and a half, and I'm and I'm gonna sell you for a happy meal. Give me a six piece <laughs> nugget. I'm done with you, okay? Give me the ice cream cone at Cold Stone Creamery, and I'll leave you there. All right? I I don't know, man. I just I'm I, I so I'm sick of having to be okay with with subpar talent on this team simply because they're cheap and simply you, because you Rucker, drafted them. Okay, there Jeremy has to be Rucker a point. Is Josh Oliver. I'm gonna tell you that right now. That's who Jeremy Record is. Josh Oliver. Let's see you. Hey, we got a fourth round pick out of Josh Oliver. Okay? <laughs> and we drafted him in the third round. <laughs> and the, yeah, and we made out like bandits. <laughs> Baltimore got the ultimate bamboozle. <laughs> when we drafted Josh Oliver, we said, "Don't, don't, don't get comfortable because we're—it's all just a part of the master plan. We're gonna flip you for yeah. a pick that's one round later next year." Yeah. Right? Yep. So it's called just, our farming system. <laughs> Do you like it? At one point, we will have. Four picks in the sixth round. Our scientists are telling us that year is going to be 2022, and we're going to yeah. be ready to finally run the sixth round. And it starts with you, yep. Oliver. We're going to, we're going to, we want all the sixth round picks. <laughs> Not one. You're just, all you're just them. another, you're just another puzzle piece to get there. <laughs> we're going to do whatever it takes. I think, I think we're about done. That's four rounds. Uh, I'm ready for the draft. I like like Pat said, anybody but Trayvon Walker at one. Yeah, I think if we take Aiden Hutchinson at one, no matter how the rest of the draft goes, I'll be happy that we took the best player available. That's where I'm at. I know Pat disagrees, but that's where I'm at. All we can do is let cigarette smoking Jesus take the wheel and just hope that he lands a few picks. You know what I mean? Try, take us home, Trent. That's uh, yeah. For me, I don't have anyone that I've got my heart set on, except maybe Smoke Monday. Oh, that, that's that's a fire. Oh yeah, that's, my, that's a fire dude, you're, name. You're just I love preaching that name. to me, dude. Smoke Monday. I I love I love Smoke Monday. Is it Monday or Mondays? Monday. Yeah. yeah. I I love Smoke Monday. If you can get me Smoke Monday on day three, just so I can get a Smoke Monday jersey, <laughs> yeah. that'll probably be the first Jaguars jersey I buy <laughs> yeah. in 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 years. But other than that, I don't have my heart set on any any player individual. But I do want to move. I want to move as uh, what's what's the little fucking rat from Madagascar, King Julian. <laughs> I like to move it, move it. I like to move it. Okay, move in, move in this fucking draft. That's all I want. Just move. Get the players that you want. Get the players that you need to fill these array of holes that we have on this team. Get the guys that you need. We have plenty of picks. Please move. Please, please, please move. For all intents and purposes, please move around, move up, move down if they're not there. 
Get some movement man, in this draft. The- Look alive. Flee some picks. Get some guys. And then, you know, we'll, we'll see how the how the cards fall. The man makes a reference to moving. He doesn't reference the stock market or gas prices or anything like that. The man says, like the rat in the movie Madagascar. And I, I know the animal <laughs> conservationists are going to come at my throat because he's not even a rat. I don't know what he is. He's So... <laughs> That's the reference. Gave I gave That's you guys another you reason to come after me. So there you go. Whatever whatever animal he is. I'm I'm still stuck on that you said give them another reason to come after you. What what did you do to the animal conservation community? Uh I think it's a lemur, isn't it? Right. Yes, he's a lemur. Oh, it's a lemur. What you think of that? Well, there you go. Okay, enough on that. We're we're out of time. Ladies and gentlemen, that is four rounds done. From both of our hosts, I'm seeing a healthy mix of offense and defense. Let me recap. From Pat, in order, we have offensive lineman Evan Neal, two wide receivers, George Pickens and Jalen Tolbert. We have Dylan Parham and then tight end Jeremy Ruckert. From Sean, a little bit more defense-focused. We're starting with Aiden Hutchinson, edge rusher, uh, Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, Kirby Joseph, safety. Agreed with Pat on 70th overall, Dylan Parham. And then uh, finally, Jojo Doman, linebacker. And there you have it. So thank you all so, so much for joining us on this special episode of the Duval Hot Takes Podcast. I'm Taylor Smith, moderator. Sean Daly, host. Pat Smith, it's a lemur. Devin made facts and stats. Be sure to hit us up on Twitter at Duval Hot Takes. Share your takes with us. Unfortunately, we didn't get to the fifth round, but that's all right. We hit on the big ones. We also didn't talk about any potential moves like Pat hinted at. So, if you haven't already, send your mock drafts our way so we can compare notes. And next week, we'll be comparing our picks with a special guest. So be looking forward to that. And then, of course, the big day is next Thursday, followed by our recap. Guys, things are ramping up here in Jag Nation. Stick with us. We'll ride the wave together. Peace.